1: You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com. And uh, I want to say this. Uh, We are in a transition in what we have called the Fireplace Church. Now... We're not right now using the FireplaceChurch.org website for the Fireplace Church. I know that sounds really strange, but we have actually moved to a WebEx platform that we use for our conferences. And I think that's created a bit of confusion, which is understandable. If you want to be part of the Fireplace Church on Sunday evenings at 7 p.m., you have to go to BrideMovement.com under Classes and Events and tell us you want to be there by signing up for the free fireplace church event it's it it it's there when you put your email there that's how we know you want to be there um and i know there has been a bit of a shuffle going on we we are in transition and there will be some changes happening with the fireplacechurch.org soon enough so we're not going to be in this uh, awkward situation for very long but with that said that's how you you join in and, and I'm really excited for you know those of you that have been joining in, we're having a lot of fun and guys if you have something you know like that, that, that you're feeling like you could compliment your weekend with but you don't know what it is man the fireplace church like hang out with us have a good time I, I do want to say this weekend this is the Sheep nations and the end of the age part two weekend that's going to be Friday, Saturday and Sunday. We're going to be hanging out talking about all kinds of really cool stuff. And if you haven't signed up, I mean this is it. This is your last chance today. Uh, this is Thursday, August 17th. We start tomorrow, August 18th. And and if you hear this and it's after the release of the actual program on Thursday, then, you know, this announcement won't make as much sense, but what I'm saying is it's this weekend. So hopefully you sign up and we see you there. Now, I um, wanted to say in addition to that we are just ever so grateful for those of you that uh, are sewing into us I have a praise report we have brought a business manager on board we're super excited about that at least I am because that means that my hands are going to be a little bit freer it means my life is a little bit easier. It means we as Bride Ministries are going to be able to do a little bit more, and so we're very very excited about that. Praise God that we are you know moving forward in several directions. And and I just want to say thank you because those of you that support us, support this ministry, make things like this possible, make expansion possible. Ministry costs money, folks. Uh, helping survivors costs money. Running our websites and, and 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 events and classes. It's a time. It's money. It's effort. It's it's all of that. And and you you are making it possible you are actually driving us forward and in kingdom partnership and the bible says that he who sows abundantly will reap abundantly if you would like to sow into what we are doing i want to encourage you to do that at bridemovement.com or you know at our other website thefireplacechurch.org it's still linked you can give there and um, i just want to uh, say thank you to those of you that do also our PO Box is available. You can find that linked to our websites, um, and 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 so with that said, we're going to get right into the program. I'm not going to go on today. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. <laughs> sitting here with our good friend Casey for part three in our telling of some of the awesome things that the Lord has done for her. Now Casey is one of my clients and we have been working through a lot of things um, and they're just so phenomenal and so impactful that I said you know We're going to have to do some programs on this, and and she has agreed. Now, if you haven't heard parts one and part two, you can find them in our archives. It's called Storytime with Casey, and and we have been getting into some really, really interesting subjects, just like we're going to get into today. And um, make sure that you listen to those if you haven't already. But, you know, Casey, it's so good to have you back on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Thank you, Daniel. It is good to be back. Oh, well, Casey, you know, we've just been having a grand old time listening to you tell us about what the Lord has done, testimonies that, frankly, are not going to be heard in, well, a a number of established churches because it's just a little bit too weird for certain believers and where they are in their walk with Jesus. But I'll tell you what, um, we are talking about it because the truth is even though the testimony of what the Lord has done in your life is uncomfortable for some people to hear, it doesn't make it any less of a valid testimony as to the power of God at work to heal and deliver. And 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 so that's why I'm excited to have you on the program talking about the things the Lord has done. And, you know, Casey, we have a a, a number of things that we're going to be talking about today. And I'm just going to turn you loose on the next installment of... Storytime with Casey. What are we talking about today?
2: Well, today, Daniel, we're going to go <clears throat> a little more in detail about the redemption of Orion. And uh, we will go into detail with some other deliverances that <clears throat> took place in the last, uh, with within the last two coach, coaching sessions that uh, you actually had with me. So... Uh, I just wanted to start out by saying, yes, I agree with you with all of the weirdness because when I started out, of course, I was raised as a Lutheran, so when I started my coaching sessions with you, I had to overcome the weird stuff too, myself, and uh, now that I know that all of this going beyond the veil is real, uh, I want to broadcast to everyone who's wanting to listen uh, the power of God and and what he's actually done in my life concerning the deliverances. So as usual, Daniel will always start our coaching sessions with prayer. Very important. Always. And um, in one of my prior episodes I discussed how I made a choice to be made whole. I just want to uh, take a little time here because I think that's very important to understand Jesus came and he died for us he resurrected for us and he ever lives to make intercession for us and his greatest desire even above our own is that we be made whole and that we make a choice that we want to be made whole Uh, I believe that Uh, really pleases God, our Father, when we make that kind of a choice. So, um, yes, my answer is yes, I would be made whole. Um, For example, my husband and I discussed uh, with Daniel with this particular coaching session about myself taking the positions for me to be made whole before I would engage in warfare. I think that's the ideology that we had or the understanding that we had. And of course, it was based on the, the question that Jesus asked the infirm man for 38 years who was laying by the pool of Beth, Bethsaida if he would be made whole. And so Daniel brought up a good point, a very good point, that some people will have to fight to the position of wholeness and then fight from that position of wholeness. So I just want to repeat that again. Some people will have to fight to the position of wholeness and then fight from that position of wholeness. And then Daniel said that the powers of darkness and principalities will not permit and will prevent you to be made whole. So therefore, you have to fight to get your healing and to be made whole. Well, the fight is on as far as I'm concerned and Jesus ever lives to make intercession for me so now I I have to say that there have been times in our coaching session that I've had to come out and fight a battle before I've actually attained my wholeness state and that will happen from time to time but you know if that happens to you uh always remember that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for you. He's praying for you. He's interceding for you. And then you have the Holy Spirit that's actually telling you how to how to fight, what to say, etc. Dane, you want to say anything uh, you know,
1: about that? I, I, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, <laughs> that's really, really good. But, but um, people need to understand and, you know, just because you're in a battle for your life right now, doesn't mean you're failing God. Just because you are in the battle of your life right now, maybe fending off things you don't even know how to articulate fully, it doesn't mean that you are failing God. And and you know, one of the things that frustrates me as someone who's down in the trenches with broken and hurting and wounded people that Jesus loves is that they are often suffering from condemnation and shame Because they're in the battle of their lives and they are receiving abuse from certain people that call themselves Christians who say, well, if you were a good Christian or doing the right thing, you wouldn't be getting attacked. You wouldn't be in the fight of your life. It's you. It's all about your problem. You're, you know, this and you're that. And, you know, and, and people are, are really hurting right now. And I say, no, sometimes we have to fight to arrive at a position of wholeness. It It's not free. If the devil breaks you, if he is going to do his best to keep you broken, because that is what he does. He breaks breaks people he shatters people he and, and he wants the body of christ impaled and, and if they're not impaled in brokenness then he wants them impaled in shame preferably both so uh, you know uh, you know it's, it's really good that you started with that karen i want to say to those of you that are listening do not be in a place of shame do not allow the enemy to keep you in a place of shame if you are in the fight of your life you know what you say you say thank you god that you will never leave me and you will never forsake me in this battle for my life. And you keep putting one foot in front of the other. But just, just like Casey has. And, and you know, the, the, the good news is, is that as you overcome, you gain authority to speak to and to work in the areas of the things you have overcome that is ex- ex- Excessive. And so I I, I want to, you know, in, encourage those of you that are listening with that. You know, you fight to a position of wholeness, but then the Lord is going to have you fight from that position of wholeness on behalf of others, on behalf of lives that he is redeeming, on behalf of works that he is executing in the earth. Anyway, Casey, go ahead.
2: Absolutely, Daniel. And and I have experienced myself where people have actually told me yeah, it's all you and you must be doing something wrong, et cetera when in fact, it's not the case at all. Uh, Satan already knows who you are. And uh, he's actually scared that you will one day find out just who you are, which will actually defeat him. So um, in the last episode, episode number two, Daniel asked me, where did I want to start? And he he suggested Orion and some other topics. Well, in episode number two, I I didn't go there, but, um, we're going to go there today in this episode, episode number three, and, and just talk a little bit more about, uh, the details that happened with Orion and about the redemption that actually took part, that actually took place in, in a part of Orion. And, um, I believe that it's up to us. Now, this is my own personal belief. But I believe that it's actually up to us, the body of Christ, to redeem God's creation that has been corrupted. And Orion is a part of that redemption. The Bible says in Job 9, 7 through 10, and this is the Amplified Version, Who commands the sun and it does not shine? Who seals up the stars from view? Who alone stretches out the heavens and tramples down the waves of the sea? Who made the constellations, the bear, Orion, and the Pleiades, and the vast starry spaces of the south? Who does great things beyond understanding, unfathomable, yes, marvelous and wondrous things without number? And then we go to Job thirty-eight thirty-one, Who can bind the chains of the cluster of the stars called Pleiades or loose the cords of the constellation of Orion? And we go to Amos, Amos 5, 8. He who made the cluster of stars called Pleiades and the constellation Orion, who turns deep darkness into the morning and darkens the day into night. Who calls for the waters of the seas and pours them out on the surface of the earth? The Lord is his name. And then, of course, we go to Deuteronomy 4.39. Therefore, know and understand today and take it to your heart that the Lord is God in the heavens above and on the earth below. There is no other. Period. So in this session, Daniel opens uh, again uh, in prayer. And he mentioned that we'll have to deal with the ancient bloodlines first in order to be freed from the ancients. So he used the 10 steps to freedom from the principality and other fallen angels prayer. And that is located in the prayer resources on Daniel's website com. So Daniel particularly called out Set, now these are Principality, Set, Nut, Osiris, and Thoth In this prayer as well These ancients tried to hold me bound In cords that were Threefold cords Which I've mentioned in episode 2 And um, There were Threefold cords in a cord of entanglement, in a threefold cord of entanglement. And these principalities overlaid the threefold cord over the other two sets of threefold cords. And Daniel and I had to cut them all. As a matter of fact, Charles, my protector, which I have introduced to you in episode number one, actually took part in cutting the, all of those threefold chords as well. Daniel, did you want to explain that concept a little
1: bit? Uh, well, I'll, I'll just uh, say a couple things here. So um, first of all, um, for those of you that don't know, the ancients are a group of entities that were known uh, predominantly to us from ancient Egypt. And they include Horus, Isis, Osiris, Seton, Nut, Anubis, Thoth, so, uh, there's a whole list of other ones, Ma'at and others. And the interesting thing is that what we have learned is that they associate largely with Orion. And um, there's a whole lot of connections there. And so when we realized that we were going to be dealing with Orion further, I I, I was prompted by the Holy Spirit. I said, well, in order to deal with Orion from a posture, uh, the, the right Position, we actually have to break the rights and the access that they have to Casey because of her genetics, her, her bloodline in essence. And that led to me saying, look, we need to, to go through this bloodline prayer first. We need to break that bondage off of your life. And, and this is the thing that a lot of people haven't understood. Uh, when you get to deeper levels of bondage, You're not just casting out demons or even separating people from principalities. You're actually having to um, request God to systematically undo genetic alterations that exist in an individual because of weirdness that has happened in the spirit. And that... That is the, one of the baselines of, of deliverance. What people don't realize is that their very genetic code or blood markers in their blood can be the back door for these evil powers. And until the deliverance goes to that level, what happens is people get a demon cast out or a little bit of deliverance. But the problem keeps cycling back around. It never truly gets broken off. And, and people, they'll go from one deliverance ministry to another, to another, to another, to another. Everyone takes them through a list and they say, OK, I repent of this, whatever knock out the demons and then no breakthrough long term well we've been learning a few different things and and uh, it. What the prayer that we use is very similar to a prayer that Casey mentioned which is freedom from principalities and other fallen angels um, but it was modified to, for specifically addressing issues we found relevant to the ancient bloodline and um, that one unfortunately is not published to my website at the moment but um with that said, um, we well got her free, <laughs> and and these cords were cut, and and these cords were, I mean, the way she describes them is is indicative of this is how tightly they were binding her. I, I mean, it, these were not little strings. This was this was not some dental floss here. It, it was heavy duty. And and Charles, which is a guardian angel of Casey that has received you know an assignment from God to work with her and, and, and uh, be a part of her healing and deliverance process, was right in there in the spirit realm as she watched, cutting those cords with his own sword. It was very, very cool. So go ahead, Casey. Yes. So after prayer, I was set
2: free from more bondage from the ancients. And we were ready at that point to redeem Orion or the part of Orion. So Daniel executed the warfare by overlaying his realm with uh, the names of God. And what he did is that he, he interjected the names of God in his realm. If you, and you've probably uh, heard Daniel talk about overlaying his realm, realm on other realms and in order to do warfare so the war angels appeared with Daniel at that point to do warfare to redeem that part of Orion so Daniel charged his realms with the names of gods such as Jehovah Jireh Jehovah Rapha Jehovah Shema Jehovah Nisi Jehovah Meshkadesh Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah Sabaoth, and more names. Now, Daniel declared that the battle was already won. And then we proceeded to take Orion by storm through war prayer, which is much different than intercession. It's not intercession at all. It's warfare. It's war prayer. So Daniel declared and reminded the kingdom of the ancients of what he told them that the battle of affliction had begun. Daniel, did you want to make a comment about that?
1: Yeah, sure. It's, uh, just briefly, <laughs> when we do warfare now, um, I do use something that I call my realm. I, I don't have time to fully explain that in this podcast because we're focusing on Casey. Um, but it is something that is very powerful and can be used to overlay realms um, within the second heaven and other places in order to execute high-level spiritual warfare. Um, you know, On the scale that she's talking about, we're actually going after this whole thing. Um, and and when, I, when she says, I charge her with the names of God, I'm literally just speaking them and saying that language exactly. And as I do that, what i call my realm it begins to become a reflection of the very character and nature of god himself and that defines the battlefield that we're on so suddenly this area of orion that we're engaging is encompassed by the very character and nature of god and in that place the armies of the lord begin to execute their warfare it's a very 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 powerful way to engage in warfare in the spirit and, um, And and, and the 2015 reference is a reference to uh, a prophetic declaration that we made at Montauk. And by we, I mean myself and Elena, another survivor that has been featured on my program. And we actually did a program called uh, Montauk Boots on the Ground, if you want to get that story. Anyway, go ahead, Casey.
2: Absolutely. So... When he said that, when he told the ancients that, uh, or when he actually reminded them of what he told them back in 2015, that the battle of, of affliction had begun at that point. What de- to me, Daniel uh, reminded me of Elijah when he was mocking all of those false prophets. And he was just basically letting them know that the affliction is going to be on them and not us. So I, I think that's a good psych, psychological warfare uh, tactic to use against the, uh, the um, ancients when you start like that. So Daniel started to war pray in tongues and it sounded like the Russian language, which it, it to me, that's what it was because it did. It sounded like the Russian language. Then he commanded that frozen winds would blow on Orion. And I'm seeing all of this. I'm actually seeing freezing winds blowing on Orion. I saw something that looked like a a liquid nitrogen gas being emitted from the bands of Orion, and it started to cover all of Orion and the ancients and their armies and on their structural buildings that were on Orion. Daniel and the war angels proceeded to invade Orion. Daniel commanded the angels to open the prison doors and to release parts of everyone who were there. I saw many multitude parts of people being escorted by the holy angels to heaven to be restored before they went back to their owners. And uh, I hope to hear many testimonies of people who have experienced some type of supernatural regaining of their full cognitive spirit and soul functions again uh, from this episode. Perhaps this episode's touching you supernaturally in ways that you don't understand, but you know that something's happening to you. And I really hope to hear some of those testimonies. Now, Daniel prayed that the foundation of the ancients would be destroyed by fire. And any remnants will be washed away by the river of life. This is a technique that had, that Daniel's actually perfected. And I know then in most of my coaching sessions, he will actually use this quite effectively where foundations of ancients or foundations of whatever dark forces that we're having to deal with at that time be destroyed by fire. Sometimes he'll say the wrath of God, which is the fire. And then the remnants would be completely washed away by the river of life. We don't want anything left. So Daniel commanded that the tormentor spirits of those cells be chained to the walls of the prison cells in order to be tormented. In other words, they were tormentors, but now they're going to be tormented. So I saw the tormentors actually being chained to the walls of the cells and they were tormented with the thunderbolts from the glory of the Lord. The tormentors had the nerve to cry out to Jesus for help. Now that was a funny sight. Because just as long as they're tormentors, they appear to be very mighty and you know you, they're basically in control. But when they know that they have been defeated or they're about to be defeated, they'll have the nerve to cry out to the Lord for help. But the Lord doesn't answer them, of course. And it was uh, very funny to see that episode, but I couldn't lose focus at that time. Uh, I had to uh, remain focused on the intense warfare that was taking place. Now, Daniel commanded that the tormentors be escorted by the angels to the abyss and thrown into the abyss, by the way, for their failed assignments. One thing torment, tormentors and fallen angels and just, uh, principalities and powers of darkness don't like is that they don't like to be cast into the abyss for failed assignments because that they, they're really going to get it when they get down there from Satan afterwards Daniel commanded that the signs be posted in the prisons that said courtesy of Dan Duvall and I mentioned this in my previous episode and they were I saw two different types of signs being posted in the cells One at the entrance of the cells on the bars on top of the doors that said Daniel Duvall. And then the other was posted on the walls of the cell that said, courtesy of Dan Duvall. And then, of course, these cells were sanitized and they were cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Then I saw what looked like to be a main mother load computer in the center of Orion. It looked like a black building in Mecca. So if you actually uh, Google Mecca, you will see this black building and then you'll see the uh, Muslim population surrounding this black building. It looked just like that. Then I saw a top part of my brain stored in the mother load computer. I saw many other parts of people's brains trapped in the mother load computer as well. And then that's when I told Daniel I wanted my brain back, all of my brain back. Now, at this point, I'm beginning to realize just how much the uh, kingdom of darkness is using technology to hold any and everybody in, in bondage. And, and they're using it uh, effective, quite effectively, until you, until you yourself learn how to overcome and pray and destroy their works. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So Daniel commanded the deconstruction of the mother load computer. The mother load computer looked like again, a black building that looks that's uh, that's in Mecca. The angels began to deconstruct the black building and they released all of the parts of the people's brains, including mine to go back to the owners washed in the blood of Jesus. I felt the top part of my brain being restored back to the rest of my whole brain and the fogginess in my thought process was cleared up. Now, all of this is actually going on simultaneously. So the power of God is working and it has been years. I mean, I have walked in a fogginess for years, 10 years, I would say a minimum of 10 years, not knowing why. I had this fogginess. And all of a sudden, as Daniel's praying, we're warring, and that part of my brain was reinstated back into my main brain, the fogginess just left just like that. I sensed that now I have my whole brain again, which I did. I have not had that feeling in, you know, and awareness of my wholeness of my brain like in years
1: so Daniel did you want to say anything I need to step in here oh my so for those of you that are listening um I know that a lot of you are like yeah I I I thought I was ready (laughs) but I wasn't ready what do you mean Casey's brain was in a mother computer on Orion so let me explain just a bit first of all We have begun running into something I call cosmic artificial intelligences. These are not principalities. They're not even um, demons. They they are actually artificial intelligence constructs that manifest as like giant mega computers. Some some, um, are autonomous. They, they, They may have a form and they can do things. They have oftentimes even tentacles. I'm not sure that this one did. Um, But we run into cosmic artificial intelligence, which is like computers, but they are in second heaven realms. And the interesting thing is that they will always have humanity embedded into them in various capacities, and that humanity can be fragments of intelligence, which uh, you know, to, to or or cognitive ability, which. In this sense, you know, as KC is looking at it in the spirit, she actually sees it as her brain being present in this computer, and 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 truly, the, the the manifestation of that is fogginess in her natural life. Now, we're not talking about a actual piece of the physical gray matter in her head being in Orion, but it is. Her brain, nonetheless, it has her cognitive capacity that has been reduced because of this type of bondage. And there are people that are going to listen to this. You're having the same problem. As a matter of fact, I talked about this with one of my other clients who came on this program, Discovering the Truth with Dan Devall," Robert Van Dries Mitchell, who who talked about, and, and I'm not sure if it was on my program or another one we did together um on, on someone else's program. But we did talk about at some point this story where, you know, I had a dream and in the dream I met his brain. And it was it, I was actually having a conversation with his brain in the dream and his brain was saying, I have a body. And it was confused because it was like, you know, I didn't know that. And well, we get into the session, I start telling him about the dream, and the next thing we know, we are on a mission to find a part of his brain that is in another constellation. This is not an isolated event this is actually (laughs) uh fairly um well understood proceeding or procedure that we execute during warfare is getting parts of people's cognitive ability back from cosmic artificial intelligence computers or laboratories and different weirdness that we come across in the spirit realm so that that happened and and you know what here's the fruit she just told you that as we did this in the spirit as weird as it sounds in the natural the fogginess lifted praise jesus go ahead casey i i just needed to say that yeah
2: it it was it it, it was a uh, wonderful you know like it was weird because i'm new at i was new at all of this and it was wonderful uh, at the same time by the way i just want to uh bring this into focus here. If you like, you are more than welcome to uh, Google this on the internet. Elon Musk on a mission to link human brains with computers in four years. This is actually on the internet. So, um, it's now coming down into the natural world whereas right now we're talking beyond the veil, but it's now actually beginning to be made manifest into the natural world so Daniel at that point Daniel began to speak the redemption of Orion back to its original state and this is the part that we were dealing with of Orion by entering the code of creation and deactivating nodes and the defensive nodes from the ancients so he's doing this simultaneously He commanded the judgment of God against the ancients for their evil, heinous acts and plans. Then he outfitted Orion with the armies of Jehovah Sabaoth. And so I actually saw the angels approaching the cells and they were actually laughing with immense joy when they saw Daniel's signposts at the entrance of the cell and also on the cell walls. They were actually laughing. (laughs) But they had a lot of joy, just laughing and and enjoying that. Join looking at Daniel's signs there. So um, then we addressed the triangle of power. So we're going to take a little shift here from Orion because Orion is used to control some of the uh, political events that are actually happening in the Earth even today. So uh, I'm. I want to just shift a little bit because we then addressed the triangular powers who control Russia, North Korea, and Iran. And if you take a closer look, this is what's going on right now in the earth. So Daniel prayed again in the language that sounded like the Russian language. I asked Daniel if I could take down the triangular powers programmed in the sun, moon, and stars, and he said that it was okay. Yes, you heard right. I asked if I could take down the triangular powers programmed into the sun, the moon, and the stars. So I attacked Vladimir Putin's plan as well as the government of Russia's plan to attempt to start World War III. Daniel, you want to say something?
1: Uh, you're doing great.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to continue. <laughs> I commanded the destruction of the unholy triangle between the three nations through, proclam- through many, many proclamations that I made. The triangle had North Korea at the top. Now, if, if you can just imagine this in your mind, imagine a triangle North Korea is at the top of the triangle. Russia is at the bottom left of the triangle, and Iran is at the bottom right. Well, to me, that sounded kind of weird, and it almost sounded crooked, because I would think that Russia would be at the top of the triangle, but it wasn't. And, uh, but instead, Russia was at the bottom left. And then Russia's commanding both, controlling really both North Korea and Iran. Mm-hmm. And uh, the human agents and the implants from, from Russia, North Korea, and Iran were removed uh, from the U.S. government and that the embassies would be shut down. So what I was doing is that I was making proclamations at that time that the human agents and the implants from Russia, North Korea, and Iran would be removed here from our U.S. government right here in the United States and that the embassies would be shut down. So it's very uh, interesting now just to see how this thing is going to play out. I did this according to the leading of the Holy Spirit, by the way. So it's it's very interesting. We're living in some, some exciting times at this point in time. And this is what Daniel, this is the kind of warfare that Daniel has been talking about now uh, for a couple of months. I I would say the last six to nine months about how the church uh, of God's church will be engaging in this kind of warfare is not the kind of warfare that you've known before. This is something that's greater and it's much different. So,
1: So, so anyway, I I do need to say, like, this is what happens. You know, we're getting freedom. We're getting deliverance. We're going to the level that is necessary. But once certain things have been set in place and established, what often happens is that the enemy gets opened up to uh, retaliatory efforts executed by the kingdom of God that they, they don't just have to surrender um, you know the person that is being delivered when, when we, we are leveraging judgments on this level what, what happens is that there is an authority to go after major agendas of the kingdom of darkness that are now exposed to God's justice Um, You know, the Bible says, when the thief is caught, he must restore sevenfold even to the whole of his house. And when injustice has been judged and the judgment has been determined against injustice, there is um, uh, an opening up uh, for uh, uh, great loss to be endured by the kingdom of darkness on behalf of the injustice that has just been brought under judgment. And, And so many times our warfare and deliverance and healing proceedings will end up in bankrupting evil powers and agendas on very, very high levels. And um, that week particularly was the same week that North Korea's missile failed a launch. And of course, KC sent me that. (laughs) And it's like, hmm, things that make you go Hmm.
2: Absolutely, Daniel. It certainly will make you go, hmm. Because uh, when I saw this uh, article a week later that reported that North Korea's missile failed a launch, and and then the article said, for the good of the world. That's right. It was for the good of the world. So uh, it does make you say, hmm. So after that, uh, the battle was over, and we offered up thanksgiving to the Lord. So the battle, I I was very surprised to experience just how easy that battle was and how smooth the operation of that battle was. And I learned from that night is that when you were actually fighting in um, in cooperation complete union when you have aligned yourself with the um power of the holy spirit everything becomes easy really it's not hard at all um the kind of um mission that's given to you seems to be easy at that point it's not hard and as a matter of fact um uh, even though this whole thing was weird to me because I was new at all of this. In the time of battle, all of that weirdness, all of it left, all of it. It was like I was meant to be there. So in my uh, opinion, this is one of the trademarks of warring a prayer under God's anointing and using his authority, his approved authority,
1: that he's given to us amen amen so casey today we're actually going to talk about two coaching sessions and by the way folks that entire thing um took place in under i don't even know how long we were there it was under two hours for sure uh, but part of that was spent, you know, joking about dinner and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, God is good. And these uh, things in the spirit, man, it, they, they, they actually don't really have to take that long. Uh, when when you're being guided by the Holy Spirit, you know what you're doing. Um, now, in our next session, things went a little further, Casey, and I want to let you talk about that.
2: Yes. In our next session, of course, I'm thinking everybody probably knows what I'm going to say next, and Daniel opened this session with prayer. So uh, after prayer, Daniel asked me if I was comfortable with Charles yet, and my answer was finally yes. In the beginning, I was not, but at that point in time, I was. So then Daniel said that the Lord gave him a revelation about Charles. Now, In the previous episode, I uh, uh, told you that we thought that Charles was one of my parts when, in fact, uh, the Lord gave Daniel the revelation that actually Charles was a guardian angel and that he was sent to me when it was time for me to enter into the earth. So that's one of the reasons why Daniel suspected that it was an angel, because of the beginning of his beginning, or when Charles introduced himself, he actually saluted Daniel. Daniel uh, has the anointing to command angels. And that's one of the things that the angels will do to Daniels. will salute him and wait for commands uh, to be, to come from Daniel so that they can execute those commands, whether it's in the earth, under the earth, under the oceans in the celestial heavens, wherever Daniel tells them or to do and to go, they will actually do that. So uh, the difference between, I just wanted to bring this up too, the difference Daniel made a, a good um, reference point here is that the difference between human parts and angels is that human parts won't salute you. Instead, they'll ask you, who are you? You know, they'll ask you questions. Whereas angels, when you are under the authority of the Holy Spirit, will actually salute you and will wait for your commands. So Psalms, if we go to scripture, uh, Psalms 34, 7, this is the New King James Version. It says, an angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them." So after that revelation was given to me, which Charles agreed to the truth, and the revelation was given to me from, um, from Daniel, Daniel gave it to me, Charles actually agreed to the truth, and I began to understand why Charles didn't seem to fit in like a part, like a human part, such as Pierre and Hart and Sarah, which I briefly talked about them in, in my previous episode. So it answered many questions: Why Charles often stood at attention and waited for Daniel to give the next command, or order of execution, or the next game plan, as he called it. It certainly answered the question why he was worn out on the on one of the Saturdays, and he was actually I now I, I just have to stop here. One day, now now I'm talking to Charles on my own because I'm comfortable with him one day I actually saw him he was worn out his clothes were a mess they were dirty he was sitting he was slumped over a computer desk and his hair was messed up now if you remember Charles is is my black angel he's black and he has an afro well you can imagine his afro all out of shape and his clothes were just dirty you know it, it was a sight to behold. He was slumped over in a chair and uh, he was leaning on a desk. He had been fighting major battles with the ancients on my behalf. And in and, and, and my opinion, if it were not for Charles, I may not be alive today. So I also answered, it also answered some questions of how uh, Charles was trapped on Orion and how he didn't conform to the ancient uh, fallen angels command of conforming to the corruption and staying embedded in the skin of Orion. And I, I briefly mentioned this in uh, my previous episode as well. But uh, through Charles's own thoughts, he broke out of that realm of Orion and he re- actually returned back to me. It also explains why uh, when Charles is seventy-five years old, that means uh, we're going to have a deliverance session. So this is right before we meet with Daniel to have a coaching session. If Charles is seventy-five years old, that tells both Daniel and I that we're actually going to go through war prayer and deliverance that day. But when Dan- but when Charles is uh, forty-five years old. Then that tells me that we're going to go through some type of healing. So uh, Charles told me that, uh, of course, when he's 75 years old, he's expecting the fight with the ancients. When he's 45, he's expecting to see some healing. Um, I asked Charles, and and Daniel kind of asked the same question. Seems like it's kind of backwards, you know? He's 75 years old, and we're fighting ancients and he's 45 years old and we're we're expected to do some type of healing but I later learned that Charles is actually fighting out of the ancient wisdom of God when he's fighting the ancient when he does that and all of that began to make sense so in this uh, prayer session Charles gave a direct Command that we should pray for the freedom from the Venusian bloodline in in this session. Now, little little did I know that I had some type of Ven- Venusian bloodline in me at all. But who knows what your uh, what your relatives have done back three and four and five and six and seven generations. All the way back to Adam and Eve, who knows what they've done before you get here. So I find out that I have Venusian bloodline, a bloodline, and then I had to get free from that. Daniel, you want to explain a little bit about that?
1: Okay, so uh, this is a big problem that we have realized exists. Um, Bloodlines are at the centerpiece of occult agendas. Everything they do, it's all about Bloodlines, and what I've later realized is that Jesus gave us the mystery when He said at the Last Supper, "This is a new covenant established in My blood." And and what we realize that blood actually is something or somewhere that covenants are established and carried. And so, through bloodlines, they are, when you have iniquity in bloodlines, those bloodlines are carrying covenants. And what the powers of darkness have succeeded in doing is um, infiltrating a lot of humanity with all kinds of um, iniquity through their bloodlines. But those bloodlines are not purely human in origin and we have been dealing with a lot of what I am now calling the non-human bloodlines. Now, how do you know, Daniel, that you're actually dealing with real non-human bloodlines? Answer, when an angel of the Lord tells you this is what you need to deal with, and there's later fruit, you know that you're actually dealing with something that is reality. This is heavenly knowledge. This is not something that we're you know, conjuring up, saying, well, wouldn't it be interesting to talk about getting people (laughs) delivered from non-human bloodlines? Not at all. As a matter of fact, uh, we're getting people set free from draconian bloodline, reptilian bloodline, Olympian bloodline, uh, Venusian bloodline, Martian bloodline. Uh, The the list goes on and on and on. You know, we got Anunnaki bloodline, Nephilim bloodline. I mean, I have a very long list at this point of all these different non-human bloodlines. The angels are talking about it. Jesus himself is talking about it. Holy Spirit's telling us about it. It's not like there's any confusion about this on heaven's side of the uh, opinion poll. It, this, the, the problem is disseminating this fact <laughs> to the body of Christ. But, you know, here we're going to just talk about it because this is Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. And that's what we do here. We, we discover the truth. So um, don't tune out yet. There, there is actually a really cool ending to this particular event story you know so um yeah he did say you need to pray against the venusian bloodline go ahead casey
2: yes and so daniel before we started the prayer uh, daniel explained to me that the lord gave him a revelation that angels also have realms now at this point in time when we're getting into the bloodline daniel's going to utilize the realms his realm and also he activates the angels realms as well to overlay on the on this type of bloodline so he told me that the Lord gave him a revelation that uh, angels also have realms just like us and that Daniel has authority to activate their realms as well so he said that uh, at that point it was new to him and I said, that'll be okay to activate Charles's realm. Because uh, at that point in time, he was actually worn out. This is when I mentioned earlier, or yeah, a little earlier, that uh, Charles was, you know, I saw him leaned over, leaning over a, a computer desk and he was just worn out because he was actually fighting the ancients. That's one of the reasons why uh, he said that uh, I had to be set free from the Venusian bloodline. Apparently he was fighting the Venusians. So Daniel prayed for Charles's realm to be activated. And I saw, now this is what I'm looking at as Daniel's praying for Charles's realm. I saw what seemed to be like an intense white sheet come upon Charles and it enveloped him. Charles was surrounded with the white force is like a white force field looking sheet, and it was translucent. Charles was in amazement as he was discovering the electrical parts in that force field. Daniel said that that realm would be molded to Charles's shape. And then it would just, and then it did just that. This realm actually molded into the shape of Charles. The energy of that realm started to revive Charles. Now, Charles is actually being revived. And even more so, when Daniel interjected into the realm of Charles, the names of God. The revival energy for Charles came from the very names of God. So I said that I could continue to give the names of God to Charles' realm. But Charles told me, he said, that uh, he could do that himself. And then shortly afterwards, he started to say Jehovah Gibber over and over and over again. He was saying Jehovah Gibber, Jehovah Gibber, Jehovah Gibber. This has certainly motivated me to learn as many names of God as I possibly can. Jehovah Gibber means the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Daniel led me through the freedom from the reptilian genetics prayer for me to be set free from the Venusian genetics bloodline. Then we prayed the same prayer to be freed from the draconian bloodline.
1: Let me just uh, interject for one minute here. So, so <laughs> leaving the whole angels in the realms conversation alone, because it uh, take it or leave it that really happened um when we began to pray my the first prayer to deal with non-human bloodlines that I had effectively articulated and seen fruit from was the freedom from reptilian genetics prayer and I'll tell you Reptilian genetics and bloodline issue Kept coming up for me Over and over and over again And every time I sat down with somebody And something came up And it was reptilian genetics I just would roll my eyes I would put my head on my desk I would go Ugh I would just let out this Sigh of exasperation because I knew I was in for it and we'd be there for hours and we'd get this piece. We'd miss that piece. We wouldn't quite get this one. We wouldn't get a full deliverance. It just was a mess. You know, we might sit there for an extra hour or two at times and I'm trying to figure out how to get people set free from this stuff. And, you know, we're asking, well, what are we missing here? And Angel, what do you see there? And Jesus, what are we missing over here? Holy Spirit, help us. How can I, you know, language this right so we can break this covenant, this eventually we figured it out and that that became the reptilian prayer well uh that was only the beginning then i began to realize what's all these other non-human bloodlines reptilian is just one of them so what we did was we changed a bit of the language every time so i would pull that one out and say well we'll use this model but instead of reptilian we'll insert venusian we'll use this model but instead of reptilian we'll insert Draconian, and uh, we've developed it more and have slightly more specific prayers. Of course, not all of those are public right now, but eventually, you know, we we may put out a whole book of prayers for all. That's its, that's one of the things we actually are cooking. <laughs> we are uh, cooking the idea to put out a a big manual like a like like a, you know Dan's big book of prayers or something like that. Just you know, and uh, just put up just put it out there so that you guys can get free from Draconian and Venusian bloodlines all by yourself. Anyway um that's what happened go ahead Casey continue
2: absolutely so uh there was some resistance while praying through the prayer when we came to the watcher part for the Venusian bloodline I saw now at this point when we were when we came to the watcher part as in watcher Venusian fallen angels I saw four Venusians holding a black shiny looking disc shaped object on the four corners of my realm, my own realm, and these four black discs looking objects which uh, seemed to be about a foot and a half wide and they were connected to a master portal that was trend that looked like a translucent gray looking type of material. So there were actually five portals in all, if you can just imagine that. So these Venusians they look like hybrids of a prey and manis in humans at the same time. They're gray, they're long, they're skinny with um, skinny. Um, with big eyes, big black eyes. They had these sunken cheeks and they hardly have a nose. That's what they look like, really. So Daniel prayed a war prayer to dissolve the portals and to command the angels to take the Venusians to wherever the Lord would have them to go, bound in the name of Jesus. So when the Venusians and the portals were moved, I saw what seemed to be a black liquid type plastic funnel that was stuck in my heart. And of course it was on the left side. I could see the flesh of my heart as it was beating with that black object in it. So when Daniel got to the part of the prayer to refuse all inheritances, objects, and other things that the black object that black object eventually dissolved it just it it disappeared when daniel got to the part of the wedding dress for the draconian um, bloodline to include satan lucifer and bafflement resistance to shut me up manifested at that point and i was eventually and this resistant was eventually defeated As I renounced and I sent back the wedding dress, nightgowns, fame, pride, money, and other inheritances that are mentioned in the prayer. Now, I'd like to just pause here for one moment. If you have actually been having dreams of you being in a wedding and wedding dresses and nightgowns and uh, you're famous and uh, you have this pride, money, and other inheritances... Uh, it's actually time to start renouncing those because when you have those in your possession in the spirit realm, it actually gives rights to the Venusians or any other fallen angels or dark um, powers to have over you. Okay. So the spirit children and seed were also destroyed as well. And yes, there are spirit children, unfortunately, that come from uh, these bloodlines. So Daniel directed that we needed to pray for deliverance from the ancient genetics. Daniel asked Charles if I have any ancient genetics, and he said no but I had ancient deposits known as pods that were planted in me to be activated to take over and rewrite my genetics based on the condition if the other dark bloodlines did their job to completely infect and destroy my God-given genetics. But the plan was stopped because of the deliverances that were taking place. So actually the deliverances that Daniel was doing actually stopped a very huge, huge plan for these pods, these genetic pods that were actually placed inside of my bloodline and they were time activated. They were scheduled to go off at a certain time to actually overtake my God-given genetics and to overcome them. Dan, you want to say something about that?
1: Um, Yeah. So, you know, uh, the interesting thing is you you sometimes pray over an issue and then you will come back and realize that, well, the thing that we prayed over hasn't been fully, completely and totally addressed. There's still some lingering. There's still some uh, spillover. And so um, as we were sitting there um, I'm thinking, well, maybe there's still some more ancient genetic issues that are going on. Because we had already kind of dealt with that on the front end of some major warfare. But I said, maybe we need to come back around and iron this thing out. Guardian Angel says, yeah, the genetics, not so much. But the, there's these deposits. This is all new to me, folks. And I, I'll I'll just be honest. I have a lot of new every week. I think um, my grid expands. Uh, there's new knowledge that I'm having to create a book for in my brain. It's like what is a deposit, a pod <laughs> that gets implanted into a person to be activated under certain conditions or circumstances. Like this is not. I, I don't always know what I'm dealing with uh, the first time around, and, and and so it was just really. Uh, fascinating but you know we just take it at face value and and, and address it and um, that's that's exactly what we did and then you know we got the information back that well there's fruit from what you're doing as a matter of fact all of these agendas are being stopped so you know we just praise god this this is An application of the finished work of Jesus Christ to set the captives free and to bind up the brokenhearted, folks. That's what we're telling you. What we are here to tell you about today is the finished work of Jesus Christ applied to set the captives free, to bind up the brokenhearted, to advance the agenda of the kingdom of God in the earth. This is plain and simple what we're talking about. The language, the size, the scope, the vastness of what is actually implicated in that Biblical statement is a bit beyond what many Christians have accepted to be true, but it does not reduce at all or take away from the fact that this is the work of the Lord.
2: Absolutely. And I can attest to the freedom, the levels of freedom that I've actually come into um, that I've never experienced before in my life. Uh, going through these different prayer lines and war prayers that daniel has done and the Lord the lord is actually doing a marvelous work through Daniel and his ministry i I have to say that myself so um we're, we're about to end this i I just wanted to say that um as we're going through the freedom of uh, or, or cleansing—actually, cleansing my blood from all of these different draconian, vampire, reptilian, venusian, Rothschild bloodlines, etc. We still had some more work to be done, and I was hoping that we would finish. But nope, we still had—we still, you know, had more work to be done. So, uh, as we ended the coaching session, I uh, I told Daniel about some of my experiences of me seeing flying crafts hoovering over my mother's property, and then uh, one uh, flying craft that we saw in Kentucky uh, behind a trailer, which we finally uh, came to grips that this friend of ours in Kentucky ended up not being a friend. She ended up being a counterfeit from the Illuminati witchcraft covenant in Kentucky, and uh, the first craft that we saw uh, at my mother's house uh, actually rolled out a long white, what seemed to be like a runway. And I, I realized later on that this was the Venusians. They were trying to make an attempt to descend on, on me and my cousin. We were 12 and 13 at that time. But uh, that plan was uh, stopped when my mother... Uh, she didn't know it. she just decided that she needed to come and call us inside of the house that night and thank goodness that she did because uh now that i understand that many people are abducted by these by the the volutions goodness gracious i I can't even imagine what would have happened and had my mother not uh interrupted that interrupted us and told us to come into the house um at another time, when we were in Kentucky at this counterfeit friend's house, this craft that we saw was like a huge, huge crystal. looked like a crystal ball, and it had thousands of long rods uh, with extremely white lights at the end of them. And some lights were turning on, and some lights were turning off. It looked it, it looked probably larger than five face. Uh, uh, football fields that, you know, all together at the same time. It was just that huge. And then it, it, it uh, disappeared as if it descended down a hole in uh, one of the mountains. And um, later on, we also learned that the Venusians are known to have their crafts look like that as well. So, you know, this is years before we even do anything about the f- solutions or any of these or other things that these things are being made manifest in our lives. And I like to encourage you if if you are experiencing the same things or something very similar, please go to Daniel's website and go through those prayers. Uh they will help you. And then Daniel also has coaching meetings, but he seems be booked out now, but he also has other partners. He's partnered with many other highly qualified um, people who actually do the same thing that Daniel does. And uh, perhaps you can contact them and and they'll be able to help you as well. All are very, very effective in their own ways in helping us to get set free. So Mm -hmm. at this point, I felt that the freedom process was advancing and uh, what seemed to be at a faster pace now. And the, and this is one thing that I noticed when you are with a very effective coach, uh, you will notice that as you are getting set free in this area and that area, it seems like the uh, process begins to speed up because you are actually making headway now, you are actually making great progress. And that's a very good feeling to really experience for yourself. So, uh, I was at the beginning, I was, I was beginning to understand the principle that deliverance is the children's bread. Jesus told us to pray your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he said, give us this day our daily bread. I realize now that we are to get to a place where we should ask for our daily bread because really the bread, our bread is the bread of deliverance every day. We need to... uh, work out our salvation with fear and trembling and if we need to go through some type of deliverance which can be on a daily basis we should work out our salvation with fear and trembling and ask for our daily bread of deliverance and God our Father he loves us so much he's so faithful to us he will give us our daily bread of deliverance Daniel
1: oh well folks there it is um, I uh, I just want to say, Casey, thank you so much for making yourself available and for the b- bravery that it takes to actually publicly talk about this material. Um, I really appreciate you a lot. And so, folks, with that said, we're done for this evening. There will be a round four at some point in the future. Uh, we'll be talking about some more of. Uh, the exploits that we've had with Casey So look forward to that when it comes And for now God bless And God
0: Discovering the Truth with Dan DeVall Is the premier radio program Designed to center you On the kingdom of God To equip you with faith in Jesus Christ And to unveil The truth behind the lies This program Has been a production of Bride Ministries You can find us at www.bridemovement.com At our website, you can contact us, access resources, and support us with donations. We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision, which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us. And be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed.